Hey you guys, welcome back to another podcast. That's so weird. Never mind. No, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. <laughs> We're reading more Modical Magica today. Uh, I mean, later today. I mean, whatever. Modoka, you've grown up to be a good kid. You don't tell lies and you don't do bad things. You're a girl who works hard doing what she thinks is right. You get an A as a child. So before you become an adult, you have to start practicing falling down. You see, we adults have our pride and responsibilities, so it becomes harder and harder to make mistakes. Yeah. Thanks, Mama. And dang it, Kyosuke! Huh? Kimojo-kun has already been released? Yes. Didn't anyone contact you? If he was going to be released, I wish he'd have told me. Sign, Kimoju. It sounds like he's practicing. Hey! You came all the way here, but you're going home without trying to see him? It's you! After chasing him around all day? What do you want? I know all about it. The little master of this house, right? The reason you entered into Cubie's contract? Jeez, you had one chance in a lifetime to make a miracle, and you wasted on a useless gesture like that. Listen, magic is only for granting wishes for yourself. Nothing good happens when you use it for other people. Didn't Mommy Talmo teach you anything? <sighs> if you just want the man you're crushing on, there are better ways of getting him. Now you've finally gotten magic for yourself. Merge right into that house, take charge, and break his arms and legs. Michael his body into a form so broken that he'll depend on you for his life. Do that, and I guarantee that his mind and body will belong to you. I'll never, I'll never forgive you! Is that right? You want to take this someplace else? See, we don't have to hold back here. Let's do this big! Wait, Sayaka-chan! You can't do this! It's just too weird! <laughs> wow! Madoka! Don't interfere, you've got nothing to do with this! So the pain in the butt has a pain in the butt, friend. <laughs> and I wonder what your friends might be like. You've broken your bargain. <laughs> I told you to stay away from Sayaki Mika. I didn't start it. She's the one who picked the fight. It does not matter. I will fight her. <laughs> then you only have until I finish eating this. Tina. Tiny. That's plenty. Are you kidding me? Uh, d- don't go underestimating me. Your crystal's not at full power. Sayaka-chan, I'm sorry. Snatch. Throw. Ooh, this is bad. Modoka, what did you do that for? I had to, or you would... Sway. Uh, Sayaka-chan, what's wrong? Oh, jeez. I would never have thought of you capable of throwing your friend off a bridge. That wasn't exactly a sane act, Modoka. Kotsu, clap. What's going on? Grab. <clears throat> Stop that. Hey. What is the meaning of this? She's, she's dead, ain't she? No. Huh? Sayaka-chan. Come on, Sayaka-chan. 
Beyond a limit of approximately 100 meters, you magical girls can no longer control your bodies. As long as you keep yourself on your bodies, such accidents don't occur. 100 meters? What is that? That's supposed... What's that supposed to mean? Don't do this, Sayaka-chan. Open your eyes. Moldoka, that isn't Sayaka. That's just a hollow shell. You threw Sayaka off the bridge a few minutes ago. I could never ask a frail-bodied human to fight battles with witches. So for you magical girls, your bodies are just external peripheral hardware, and your real selves are your souls. Your real selves, or your souls, are magically placed into a sound, economical, safe, and compact forms. That's one of my jobs as one of you magical girls to contract with, to take your souls out of your bodies and turn them into soul gems. You, you creep! Are you saying that you just turned us into something like zombies? Squeeze. Isn't it more convenient? You can bust your heart apart or spill all the blood you have, and just with a little magical repair work, you can go right back into battle. As long as your soul gem isn't broken, you can't be beaten. It's so much more effective for it to use in battle than those human bodies with all their defenses. This is too awful. This is always the way you tell people. I tell you the straight truth, and your responses are always the same. Why do you humans place so much value on housing your souls inside your bodies? It's a complete mystery to me. What's the matter? You tricked us, didn't you? Why didn't you tell me? Because you didn't ask. And it doesn't do harm not knowing. Even Mommy never noticed. Besides, I extended a proper invitation to turn you into a magical girl. Perhaps I omitted the part about what happens to your body. But if a human loses its life, even its soul is lost. To prevent that from happening, I've taken your souls and placed them in a physical container so you can better protect them. That way you can fight witches that you can fight witches that much more safely. Nobody asked for that. Why do you have to go and you don't treat battle with the gravity it deserves. For example, say you're pierced through the stomach by a lance. Do you realize what a shock that is to a human body's pain receptors? Ah! This is what true pain means. It's one small attack and you become inca incapacitated. The reason you are able to fight Kyoko and live is because any pain too strong for you is being stored away. That could only happen because your consciousness and physical body are no longer directly connected. Once you're used to it, you can even shut yourself off from pain completely. But it dulls your movements, so I don't recommend it. Why? Why do we have to go through all this? You had a wish you wanted granted, even if it meant being fated to live a life of battle from then on, right? And that wish has certainly come true, hasn't it? All right, take your seats. We're beginning homeroom period now. Uh, after my body turned into this, how, how am I supposed to face Kyosuke now? How long are you planning to stay depressed, you half-wit? Uh, uh, Get out here. I got something to say. You're regretting it now, huh? Getting yourself stuck in that body. Now me? I think it's just fine. I'm using the power. I can pretty much do whatever I want. So, you asked for it? Right. And that's how we should look at it. 
If we only live for ourselves, we have no one to blame but ourselves. You don't hold grudges against anybody, and there's no cause for regret. If you think about it, that way, we can take whatever BS we're stuck with. Bam! What's your reason for bringing me into a place like this? What I have to say is going to take a while. Want one? Never treat food like trash. I'll kill you for it. This place here used to be my father's church. He was way too honest and way too kind. He'd cry just reading the newspaper, wondering why the world couldn't get any better. He was seriously worried. He'd say that to save a new required to save a new age required was a new faith. He'd say that to save a new age required a new faith. That was his motto. At one point, he started preaching things to his purse softeners that weren't in the tree, that weren't in the church doctrine. Naturally, his congregation stopped coming, and he was excom- excommunicated by the main church. In one stroke, our family lost the means to feed itself. My father never said anything untrue, but not a single person would give any credence to his words. It was frustrating. Nobody would even try to understand him. I couldn't stand it anymore. So I asked QB, I wish that everyone would seriously listen to my father's words. Starting the next day, the number of parishioners started increasing so fast it was scary. And I was admitted into the world of magical girls. I was a fool to be so excited, a fool to think that between father preaching sermons and me fighting witches, you were going to save the world from the inside and outside. Put my bargain. But when my bargain was discovered, when he realized his followers were only there because of magic, my father lost it. He accused me of being a witch who led men's souls astray. He drowned himself in liquor and lost his mind. And in the end, he murdered our family and killed himself. And it broke him, leaving me all alone in the world. It was my wish that destroyed our family. I made a wish for somebody else's sake without thinking about how it would affect him. And in the end, it just made everyone unhappy. So I made a vow that I'd never use magic for anyone else again. Miracles don't come for free. For every iota of hope that goes into a wish, that same amount of despair gets scattered around. It's that very zero-sum game that keeps the worlds in balance. You and me, we both started out making the same mistake. But you shouldn't live a life of regret anymore. It means you're paying far too high a price for this. It's time to start thinking about getting back the value you were shortchanged. I've misjudged you in a lot of ways, and I apologize for that. I'm sorry, but I have absolutely no regret about making my wish for someone else. I also don't think I paid too high a price for it. With our power, we can accomplish any number of amazing things, depending on how we use it. Why are you... Why are you... And another thing... Those apples, how did you get your hands on them? What money did you use to buy them? You can't say. And so I refuse to take any of your apples. You idiot! We're magical girls here. There's nobody else out there remotely like us. I'll keep fighting using my own methods. If you find that interferes with you, you can come and try to kill me again, I guess. I won't lose, but I'm not going to hold a grudge against you anymore. Uh, uh. guess son. Was something the matter yesterday? Nah, just felt like a cold was coming on, so... Sayaka-chan... It's cool. Everything's fine. Don't worry about me. 
telepathy. So let's go and go out to town and... Oh my, has Kamuzu-kun been released from the hospital? Uh, Sayaka-chan, go over. You haven't said hi to him yet, have you? I'll just pass on that. Hitomi, you said you wanted to talk? I've been keeping a secret from you, Sayaka-san, for a very long time now. I've had feelings for Kyosuke Kamuzu-kun. Is... Is that right? <laughs> I guess Kyosuke is more of a ladies' man than I thought. <laughs> and you, Saika-san, and you, Saika-san, childhood friends with him, true? Could you, um, you could say I've been sort of stuck with him or something. <laughs> Are you sure that's all? I've made a decision to stop lying to myself. I was wondering if you do the same, Saika-san. Can you truly face your feelings? Oh, what are you talking about, Hitomi-chan? You are a precious friend of mine, so I have no wish to supplant you or steal a man from you. Therefore, I'm thinking of waiting one more day. Tomorrow after school, I plan to tell Kamajo-kun how I feel. In that time, I wish for you to choose a course of action that will leave you with no regrets. Decide for yourself whether you wish to tell Kamajo-kun how you feel or not. Bell. <laughs> Do you mind if I come with you on your witch hunt again today? Madoka, I don't want to leave you alone, Sayaka-chan. That's why. Why are you so nice? I'm certainly not worth it. You know, today I was on the verge of regretting it. For an instant today, I wondered if it would have been better to not have rescued Hitomi that night. Aren't I awful? A total failure at being a hero. I couldn't look at mommy bad in the eyes like this. I think I'm going to lose Kyosuke if he told me. I can't do anything about it. After all, I'm already dead. I'm just some walking zombie. I can't ask him to hold me with my body like this. I can't ask him to kiss me. Today, she's fighting a witch. It's not some wasted battle this time. I never expected you would surrender your own prey to anyone else. Oh, that idiot. She having a hard time with the thing? Saika-chan! No, what are you doing? I finally understand what it's like to block out pain completely. Hey guys, I know that was a random ending, but I think I'm going to end the episode here because, yeah, I'm officially on almost at the end of book two. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Bye-bye!